Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Evil Man. The only podcast where three men all under six feet tall take a funny look at some rotten characters from the past. If you want to hear that from three men who are over six feet tall, there's plenty of other options. Stinky. But under, this is your only choice. Stop reviewing us on Apple Podcasts saying we don't sound tall enough. Yes. We are all under six feet. Yeah, but we're doing fine. What are you, Mike? You guys must be pretty. I think I'm 5'11. Yeah, you're Maybe the you you're so mean. Close. You're the meanest one because you're t- you decided to be taller than me, Chris. <laughs> yeah, you flex <laughs> your. Uh, yeah, I would have guessed you were the same height as me, Mike. I project tall, but I as like my personality and my vibe is tall. Right. Um, when you walk which, into a, par- a room, everyone turns and you've got yeah. a big yeah. I'm one of those people, like um, famously, like Tom Cruise, where people, when they finally see me in real life, they can't believe how I'm not as tall as they imagined. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They go, "This is five eight or nine? I I thought you'd be like six foot six. Right. Right. Yeah. Because when people hear your personality, it's like, um, yes, it's so ad- uh, like an adrenaline junkie. It's like, um, yeah, yeah. I'm like yeah. a mountain. Yeah. A mountain, mountain that has lots of adrenaline. Yes. Um, how you, how like? are you guys? Oh, what's that, Chris? What am I like? Well, what? first of all, please state your height. I'm 5'8", but it's like so close to 5'9". God yes. damn it. You know what? I, I would have thought you're taller than 5'8", too. I see you as 5'9", 10. I see Mike as 5'10". <laughs> I used to be 5'9". I think I just need to stretch more or something. Yeah. I think I got compacted. You know what? Maybe in 2023, we can all, as a New Year's resolution, commit to getting a little bit taller. I would love that. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. Yep. I wish I were a girl I would that I liked, I would call her. I wish my spine hadn't compacted because of the pressure of gravity and the way I hold myself. Yeah. I wish I'm I didn't get sure. fat and just compact my spine. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I read on Twitter that someone said that some of the tech billionaire guys during COVID used the sort of lockdown opportunity to get surgery to grow, to become taller. Yeah, right. it could have been a joke or something, but I think I remember feeling like it was true. It I sounds, believe it. Yeah. Those guys are vain. Yeah, like Jeff Bezos, They're like nerds that want to be cool once and for all. Jeff Bezos is now thirteen and a half feet tall. <laughs> I could honestly, yeah, he see- looks like one of those skeletons uh, from Halloween—the tall skeletons that stand <laughs> on the grass. I genuinely think we're not that far off from the Elon Musk's and Jeff Bezos's getting surgery to become like eight or nine feet tall. A hundred percent. I think you're totally right. It. It's going to be like that, Attack. Um, what's that? Car, j- it's animation. Titan. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to look like that. <laughs> I think it'd be great, you know, to see a big 12 foot tall Elon Musk uh, with his great big booming South African accent, <laughs> joking it up with comedians and uh, tech experts. It would be wonderful. Is he going to yank be. 
people out of their bedrooms at night as they sleep and eat them like snacks? I mean, knowing Elon, probably. He might. Yeah, I could see it. Um, A giant. So, uh, <laughs> the other night, I... Uh, oh, by the way, Chris is still in Vancouver. This is uh, part yeah. two of Alex Jones. We're, we're doing this over, uh, over the computer. Yeah, I wanted On- to say, I'm pretty tired, but I just... <laughs> I don't think I gave it justice in the last episode in the intro, but the shows here have been amazing. And the people that have come out to the shows in Vancouver and Victoria so far have been really freaking excellent. And I really appreciate it. So thank you nice. so much. It's been oh, hey, did- such warm, happy, nice vibes here. So thank you. Did you meet my friend Dan in Victoria? No. Oh, <laughs> he told me he was going to your show. He texted me. That's cool. Well, I don't know if I did. Hmm? Did he have a evil men t-shirt on? Some people have uh, evil men t-shirts on. He was on. tall. He's cool. a tall guy. He's like six six. Mm, I don't think so. Puts his all to shame. <laughs> damn. Well, well, you damn. have a strict. He's make as it. tall as Elon Musk. <laughs> you have a strict like height limitation for the audience, don't you, Chris? And I think it's smart. Mm, yeah. uh, no one over six feet tall is allowed to uh, attend any <laughs> yeah. of your shows. He Except must have been the six ladies. six guy. Yeah. Yeah. But, please, if you're a mm-hmm. giantess, come to my show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also. You know, help me build a village where it's just me and you living there. <laughs> um, so on the weekend, I watched a uh, a Netflix Christmas movie, um, nice starring uh, Lindsay Lohan. Okay. okay. Um, and actually, I forget James is a film buff. Yes, I am, and a uh, Christmas crazy. A Christmas yeah. crazy, yes. Yeah, you're nuts cr- for the season. Yeah, I'm a Christmas crazy. Uh, the movie, the film, uh, was called Falling for Christmas. Okay. Yeah. And uh, have you guys ever watched like a Hallmark-style Christmas movie? Yes. You have, I've Mike. S- I'm shocked. Yeah, there. it was funny. It was uh, about a hotel. Basically, one of those hotels closing down. Yep. Uh, plot lines and they have to save a hotel. That hotel happens Rwanda? in every one. Yeah, Hotel Rwanda, the Christmas edition. And everyone puts their, <laughs> their differences aside and they stage a concert you will not soon forget. Aww. And the hotel <laughs> is saved. Yeah, It's very funny that the one you saw was about a hotel that needed to be saved because they're all like that. The Lindsay Lo- In the Lindsay Lohan one, literally it's a guy who has like a mom and pop ski resort and hotel and that right. needs to be saved. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Well, do yeah. they save it? No, don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. I won't it. ruin it. You know, you never know. What's it called? Um, Falling for Christmas. Good the, Lord. The basic, that sounds awesome. It, yeah. The basic premise is Lindsay Lohan is kind of a Paris Hilton. Rich oh, yeah. girl, right? Never has to work. Yeah. And nice. uh, she... Uh, hits a tree skiing and she has amnesia. Shit. No, Lindsay. Yes. And apparently, she, oh, I read mm. about this. Apparently, I read the trivia for Falling for Christmas. Apparently, Lindsay Lohan wanted to go method and she really did hit a tree skiing <laughs> on camera for that scene. Uh, I guess she's got a bit of Daniel Day in her. Yeah. Mm. So, congratulations, um, Lindsay. Yeah, Hard work. it was believable. Um, nice. And then, uh, like, uh, this nice guy with a really, like, uh, strong hair part 
he finds her and puts her up in his hotel for his ski resort that's going out of business. Right. Um, And they kind of fall in love. And then her old shitty fiance comes back and finds her. And I won't spoil the ending, but it's pretty good. They kill the bad fiance. They kill the bad fiance. The t- whole town does, and they eat it. Why do these ladies always have bad fiancés? Every movie. I know. Yeah. Like, they should make a movie it, the about- The whole movie is about trading up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying male hmm. fiancés getting you know bad press in Hollywood mm-hmm. uh, and in all media, basically. You never hear a story about a nice fiancé. You know what I mean? No, it's absolute BS. The way male fiancés are portrayed in the mainstream media (laughs) is just another reason why more and more people are turning to independent depictions of male fiancés. Yeah, Yeah. it's true. I'm sick of it from all the left mainstream BS. I know. I'm with you, James. It's fucking bullshit. But I also want to ask you guys, do you think if you hit a tree going fast, you Mm. can knock certain memories out of your head like i'd love to give it a shot there's memories oh, me that I, I want I gone would, i would do it every day if it worked i think yeah all you got to do is a little you got to pay the uh, lift ticket mm-hmm. ski down a slope and make sure you're not wearing a helmet and bash your noggin on a tree and yeah. maybe it's certain positions that your head has to hit the tree but that for certain memories to go but i think that's a great idea I'd love to bash uh, my head against a big, cold, freezing cold tree. <laughs> yeah. What are you What are you hoping to forget, Mike? Oh, some like maybe one decade or two. <laughs> yeah, two decades would be sweet, eh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll take what I can get. Um, sure. But yeah, it, it is dangerous though because that's how Sonny Bono died. Shares uh, ex husband Sonny Bono. Bono literally died. Trying to get rid of some memories. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> I want to forget that Cher is no longer my wife. And that that's you know, crazy. relationship ended badly. That. In Aspen, yeah. Colorado, right? Yeah. I mean, that's where, that's where you do it, you know? That's why I snowboard. Yeah, you're a big boarder. <laughs> you're, yeah. They call you the, um, the proto-Ross Rabagliani. Remember him? Yes, Ross Pigliotti. Yeah. The pot-smoking snowboarder. Yeah, the Canadian snowboarder who got his medal taken away for weed. Yeah. Weed also knocks your memory away. Yeah, you could try smoking a lot of that. Aspen, Colorado, the mountains are beautiful. And the trails, the ski slopes are, are lined with what we call giant memory clonkers. <laughs> Do you um you know like Not people let you know that go. of uh, of people you know who do smoke a lot of weed? Do you think when you talk to them, are you like, oh, I think it's I think it's bonked your brain a bit? I yeah. actually don't ever get the impression that their memories are gone. I get the impression that they've become insanely uh, paranoid right. <laughs> about everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, Mike. Maybe, yeah. Uh, what? What's my impression? What were you going to say, of Mike? Heavy smokers. Um, I think it's great that they've dedicated their lives to being a relaxed. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? And to getting comfy yeah. mentally. Yeah, mom. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, 
Yeah. I was just thinking about how, like, I feel like Lee Scratch Perry smoked a lot of weed. And I, think, I feel like I think so. the way Lee Scratch Perry is, <laughs> is indicative of most weed smokers. They're like him. I, I'm Googling Lee, Lee Scratch Perry. I honestly oh, didn't James. know who he was. James, Sorry. you're going to love I knew the name. Hard. You're going to love James, him. All, the only music James likes is made by white guys in suits from the 80s. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it is true. Phil Collins, Steve Winwood. <laughs> Steve Winwood. Where do I you mean, stand on Lawrence Huey Gowan. Lewis? Oh, Gowan, absolutely. Uh, I I like some Huey Lewis. I like some, some Huey Lewis, yeah. Which, you know, which what are your top I'll three Huey songs? Um, Power of Love is obviously a classic. Yeah, yeah. It's the power. I love it when you he like holds doing it. Doing it all for my baby or I want a new drug. I don't know doing it all for my baby, Mike. Doing How does it, it go? Doing it all for my baby, for everything she's done for me. And then there's like a yeah outro where the band goes, doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it. That sounds good. I think good. it's right you, up your alley, actually. Speaking of that, handsome men, um, uh, can I just Huey ask Lewis, yes. oh. handsome. Oh. Really? In my opinion. But oh, sorry, go God. ahead. Good God. I think <clears> he looks so awful. You he looks like a guy that would Huey be hanging Lewis around a at a spaceship? bar, like in freaking Florida. Like, I don't know, yeah. just like and? saying he has a boat. I don't know. I've had some if of I- the hottest sexual trysts of my life meeting someone in a crab shack in the Florida Keys. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you, Chris. I think Huey Lewis, his, if he's physically repulsive, if I ever saw him oh, in real life, Give me a I'd break. probably burst into tears and start vomiting at the same time. So it'd be a huge mess. I would I love would to ski down a hill and bonk my head and forget about Huey Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say this guy isn't handsome. I'm go- looking through his Google images right now. Here's what I would do also. I'd have okay. two guns. I'd pu- put one gun to my head, one gun to his head and say, which one should live? And I'd let him choose. <laughs> <laughs> See, Mike, that's why you're not good at suicide packs. <laughs> yeah. It is I guess that is kind of a baller move, Mike, to be willing yeah. to, to die Huey just Lewis to mess choosing. up Huey Lewis. <laughs> if Huey, Huey Lewis, Lewis and the choosing. <laughs> if Huey Lewis chose himself, would you break down and start crying? Because he saved your life? I didn't mean it. I was hoping you would say you. <laughs> no, I'd yeah. be like, you made the right decision. I never want to see you again. And then I pull the trigger and blow it. Oh, through. my God. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you think that I want a new drug is like, do you think the go- like Ray Parker Jr. did rip off I want a new drug for the Ghostbusters theme? Because that was a big court case. Really? Yeah. I w- what the hell, James? I, I'm not up on this. <laughs> but But now we're talking about... Music in uh, uh, your <laughs> wheelhouse. I know, I know. I, I just didn't hey, know listen, this. I want a new drug. It goes and then yep. Ghostbusters goes like I mean that doesn't sound similar enough to me. I'm no judge. I think Huey Lewis might have won. Let me see. I hope he did. James, you have a Huey Lewis sized hole in your eighties music appreciation. I, I can't imagine Huey Lewis singing Ghostbusters. It'd be like I I can't even I can't even think of it. I, I was waiting. I want a new Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> 
Once the buzz uh, goes. Yeah. yeah. Lindsay yeah. Buckingham, though, that's remember like, Lindsay Buckingham's. Uh, that's the Fleetwood Mac guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he did yeah. the vacation song, Holiday Road. Yeah. That's a great song. That's that a song rules. Apparently, he I have stole that on my that. Spotify. He stole that from, Lindsay, uh, from Huey Lewis as well. <laughs> That's a imagine great, how- great song. The 80s had great theme songs. They knew what they were doing. Oh, they yes. Were Can you drinking, imagine? Drinking, doing drugs, partying together. Yeah. Can oh, you imagine everybody. how different history would have been if the Ghostbusters theme song had been done by Huey Lewis? Do you know what I mean? Well, we, we, we I wouldn't just have did had it. Trump. I know. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> would have had Trump, there would have been no 9 11. <laughs> No, there, if anything, the opposite of 9 11 would have happened. There would be more Twin Towers popping up. Absolutely, James. You're right. Like on the side of trees, like mushrooms. <laughs> and maybe the news would have been the first band elected president of the United States. <laughs> oh, that would be sweet. That coming from the yeah, White House 24 like, 7. Mr. Presidents, what are we going to do about the situation in North Korea? They just play like a five minute jam. This is the funkiest president I've ever seen. I want a new solution for what's going on in <laughs> Korea. Um, it was also Hip yeah. to Be Square, which was a oh, great... Oh, yeah. Uh, hip to Be oh, Square. Yeah. Here, there, and, and everywhere. And he did... But he, but he... Oh, maybe he learned his lesson from Ghostbusters because then, 1985, he, Huey Lewis in the News was all over Back to the Future. Remember that? Oh, right. He did the theme song to that. What Holy was that shit, theme we song? just fucking... Power of just, Love. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, but back in time. Right. Gotta get back in time. Yeah. There's that I guess one too. Huey Lewis does kind of suck, hey? Like, as you're <laughs> recounting all of these songs to me, I'm like, they all really suck. I, I like yeah, Power man. of Love. No, they're cheesy uh, I'm gonna as cut fuck. That. I'm going to cut what you just said there, James, for your own good. <laughs> what about Kenny Loggins had that killer yes. song for uh, Caddyshack? To the no. danger oh. zone. I wasn't even thinking of that one. I was thinking of the Caddyshack song. Wasn't that Kenny Loggins? I'm all right. Nobody yeah. worry about me. Do you think that Kenny the Loggins... were the perfect time for white guys with so much soul? <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys think that Kenny Loggins ever got to hang out with Rodney Dangerfield on the set of Caddyshack? <laughs> I hope so. Because I know Rodney was a huge fan of Kenny Loggins <laughs> and Loggins and Messina, and he loved like Yacht Rock and all that, mm. all that stuff. Hey, Kenny Loggins, we're all getting laid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we sure are, Mister Dangerfield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, don't you think Kenny Loggins' uh, Caddyshack songs were so horny? Like Caddyshack is a super horny movie. It is when uh, what? Bill, what's the what's <laughs> What's the boy's <laughs> name? Billy Monaghan or something? The the lead yeah. kid's name, and he's yeah. having sex with this girl. And the music's like ah, ah, very horny. Yeah. yeah, you know, I like Caddyshack. Has a big place in my heart. So oh, same yeah. with Ghostbusters. But you know what? Even though I love Ghostbusters and Back to the Future, and those are such big mo- movies of my childhood. 
Yeah. I still, as an adult, would never buy the toys to them and wear T-shirts that say their names on my T-shirt. <laughs> I know what I'm you no mean. I'm no offense to anyone listening who does that, but I find it no, quite it's wrong. bizarre. It's wrong to I, do that. <laughs> I, You know what? I find I it do bizarre ha- how many grown men wear Captain America Shield T-shirts. <laughs> That's so funny to me because Captain America was this big, strong hero. And all these fat losers are wearing Captain America t-shirts. <laughs> I, I walked by... Hey, I'm uh, including myself in that. I just don't wear the t-shirt. I walked by a <laughs> dental office the other day, and there was a guy Mike. at the desk uh, nice. filling out like a form for his appointment, I guess. And he was wearing like the back mm-hmm. of his shirt. It was a big Punisher logo. Especially a guy, like a big tough guy who loves the Punisher going in because he has like a toothache. Is very funny. <laughs> Wait, was this a... The dentist had a Punisher logo? No, it was like that a... That would be cool. I yeah, mean, that'd be I would cool. not go to a dentist who had that because you, you'd uh, be in for the worst uh, appointment of your life and you'd be in pain, I bet. He'd probably Actually, shoot he'd... your tooth out of your mouth with a gun. Yeah. You know what, guys? I've never had a cavity. I've never had a filling. I've, I've barely had... Other than what? braces. I've, I've barely had anything done to my teeth, but get this. What? Oh, a few weeks... A couple teeth. months ago, I took a bite of something... Ow! Something hurts in my tooth. Uh-oh. And I've been kind of avoiding eating on this spot of my tooth, and I think something's up. So I go to the dentist. He goes, You cracked your tooth. Uh, so you're going to have to come in, and we're going to have to numb your mouth and give you, I guess, a new top of your tooth. And oh. I have that tomorrow. I'm I kind like of nervous. I've, I've never uh, had this done. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. But I'm sorry. What? I got distracted because I like the idea of a dentist saying, We're going to have to numb your mouth. It just sounds cute. <laughs> yeah. Nummy. Num, num. But James, you'll be what, fine, James. You'll what be did fine. you bite into, for, for God's sake? Honestly, you're, you're, you I... don't eat a lot of hard foods. You famously like soft, mushy <laughs> foods that are easy to, to yeah. sort of just yeah, baby food. swallow. Yeah, I don't remember, truth be told. I don't remember. But I, I uh, a couple weeks ago, I, ate a, I took a bite of an English muffin and I went, oh, and it got me. And I, and that's Damn. when I went to the dentist and he was like, yeah, you got to come back. You got to fix this crack. James something will never inside, eat an English muffin again. No. Something inside an English muffin got you. It was an Egg McMuffin. Oh, what the Which I don't fuck? usually get, but I was being a bit wild. <laughs> what a reveal. What's hard in the Egg McMuffin? Well, it, it wasn't, it, I had already cracked it, but like it, <laughs> I didn't notice it hurt until I took a bite of this Egg McMuffin. <laughs> Uh, in the McDonald's on Bloor Street. I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh at your misfortune. It's just I, no. I, I never, I've never thought of you as a guy who eats an egg McMuffin. I don't usually, but I was treating myself. <laughs> and it blew up in your face. Yes. Oh, boy. You ever had an egg, egg McMuffin, Michael? Yes. It's been, it's been uh, a while. Yeah. But you like hard-boiled eggs, so do you say to the guy, the teller, would you mind putting a hard-boiled egg <laughs> on my egg McMuffin, a full hard-boiled egg? I brought my own. <laughs> it's, in a, it's in a Ziploc bag in my pocket. If I give it to you, do you promise that will be the one that ends up in my egg McMuffin? <laughs> <laughs> and can I get uh, a $1 discount off of the egg McMuffin? <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> Guys, I think we all know what time of the episode it is. It's the time that I remind everybody that we have a Patreon account that you can find at patreon.com slash evil men. 
And if you sign up for our Patreon, you support us, which makes us so happy and makes us feel like we haven't wasted our lives. Um, And you also get two bonus episodes a month. They're very fun. And you get to join our Discord where you can chat with us, kind of like a chat room. Um, So if you get the chance, check that out. If you've already subscribed, thank you. We love you. We would do anything you want. And if you d- can't uh, join our Patreon, maybe you could rate us and review us. Uh, we'd, be, we'd be honored. Guys, you agree? Absolutely. Um, whether it's a g- good review or if you're mm. using this as an opportunity to tell us what we could be doing better. Well, I think you know? we just want good reviews. Let's be honest. Well, you two can have – I'm always interested to learn how I could be doing better. <laughs> well – Give us a five-star review if you could, and then in the description, explain what Mike is doing wrong. That's Absolutely. fine. Absolutely. By me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Everyone wins. And here we go. Welcome back to part two of Alex Jones. That's right. We uh, we covered uh, part one last week, and uh, how'd you guys find it? What do you what do you think about Alex so far? <laughs> I. I'm of two minds. Part of me wants this young, buff go-getter to succeed in life, but part of me is nervous that he has some bad beliefs. Well, interesting, interesting. That that you might be... Uh, well, I'm not going to give any spoilers, Mike. I'll leave it at that. Okay. Um, the Pied Piper led all the rats out of town, but then what became of the rats? Oh, my God. Yeah, Brilliant. very, very well put. Um, so last week we kind of took you through Alex growing up, Alex falling in love, being a teen, getting into trouble. Um, we kind of took you more or less up to nine 11 where Alex, uh, had done like a public access TV show and about conspiracies. And then he had just started to do a radio show and started infowars.com and he's starting to like kind of blow up so that's where we kind of left it um right so let's go back to 9 11 guys you you remember where you were on that day (laughs) i actually do yeah 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 i was working in the mailroom at a media buying company dude that's a horrifying story i was on the 100th floor of tower two Mike, I'm so glad you survived. Why did yeah. I tell a serious one? <laughs> no, that was good. Mike's joke one was so good. I'm too serious Mike, this episode. No, well, let's shake it off, you know? We'll shake it off. It's because I'm hungry, dudes. Fun. Do you want to like- On 9-11, where was I? I was hungry. Do you want a granola bar or something? I do, but I don't have anything in this condo I'm staying in. <laughs> ah. Well, well Nothing. I'm looking at food to order while you guys are talking about Alex Jones. <laughs> That's good for the podcast. Get something that he would eat, like a two big steaks or a, a buffet from a pasta place or something. <laughs> um, so, uh, Mike, weren't you really, though, on 9-11, like a movie usher? No, I oh, was no. usher at Mamma Mia, the the uh, production of the ABBA right. musical Mamma Mia in Toronto the on 9-11. And they didn't – I've told the story a few times. They didn't uh, cancel the performance that day, even though a lot of other theaters uh, closed uh, because we thought we were all under attack. 
Did everybody <laughs> think that was the right thing to do? Like the show must go on? Oh, nobody thought that except for, I guess, the Mervish company running the, <laughs> running the production. Right. right. Yeah. Um, well, uh, 9-11, you know, was, uh, I feel like that was the spark of a, a whole new batch of conspiracy theories. Um, on on the day of 9-11, Alex Jones says said, there is a 98% chance this was a government-orchestrated controlled bombing. Right. Which, pretty right ballsy away. on the day to say that. I mean, people were saying that not long after. But he was 98% chance, though. Yeah, yeah, there's a 2% chance it wasn't that. Very specific. <laughs> um, I, I actually remember... A friend of mine called me on 9-11 and said his dad thought it was an inside job. And his dad worked for a newspaper. Oh. Um, for whatever that's worth. <laughs> um, so uh, Alex Jones, probably not surprisingly, he started promoting the conspiracy theory that the Bush administration was behind the attack. Um, and as a result, uh, several stations dropped Jones's program. Um, but right. Alex Jones became a leading figure in the 9-11 truther cause. I actually remember watching it as well. And I remember this uh, uh, CNN host saying, like, we are told there might be as many as seven or eight other planes. Yeah. Um, Not true, as it turned out. But I remember thinking, oh, my God. And one is on its way to the Toronto production. To the Sky Dome in Toronto. I was going to say on the the Royal Alexandra Theater in Toronto, where (laughs) Mamma Mia is currently running. Yeah, for months after 9-11, you thought a plane was going to fly into you all the time. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You're taking your dog for a walk? Yeah. I don't like the look of that plane. The little plane flies into you, and then you slowly crumble to the ground? (laughs) Um, yeah, Mike, the terrorists, uh, were like trying to find a, a, a theater production that was still going on. Like <laughs> nothing in New York, nothing in Chicago. Oh, Mamma Mia. Um, I do I remember like watching the yeah. buildings crumble live. It, it clearly looked like demolition too. So that was a hard one to like get over. I guess with no knowledge of what it would really look like. When a plane hits a building, yeah, it didn't really look like how I my brain would imagine a building would fall over. You almost imagine it would fall over like a like a Jenga thing or something, a yeah. Jenga tower. But I but guess no. they say the weight from the top floors just fell down and then crushed it very stacked neatly and nice. So yeah, like I mentioned by 2011. Um, Alex Jones had, <clears throat> excuse me, a bigger uh, online audience than Glenn Beck and Rush Limbaugh combined, and much younger audience um, because he was so conspiratorial and he's on the web and all this. Um, this kind of um, matches up with something you said earlier, Chris. In 2013, uh, Alex Jones appeared on a BBC show, and a guy named David Aaronovich Aaron- um, said, uh, told Alex Jones that since he had not been killed for exposing conspiracies, they either do not exist or Jones must be a part of them himself. And Jones began shouting and interrupting until the guy ended the interview. But that's kind of a good point too, right? Like if you're really exposing these things, you'd be, you would be dead. 
Yeah. Like, why wouldn't so they just So what did Alex him? yell at him? Probably just, Like, leave you know. my bank account alone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about uh, a subject that we all are interested in. Money. Um, Cha-ching. Cha-ching. <clears throat> Infowars uh, made do, a ton of money. According to court testimony, Jones delivered in 2014, Infowars at that point had revenues of over $20 million a year. Damn, and, what the uh, fuck? Yeah. This German magazine called Der Spiegel said <laughs> that um, only a third of his income came from the show. And I bet you guys know where the other two thirds of that income came from. Um, was it brain force pills and mugs and yes, t-shirts would be funny. <laughs> uh, he's making $12 million a year on t-shirts. Um, yeah, you're right. Dietary supplements, toothpaste, bulletproof vests and brain George pills. Soros punching bags <laughs> <laughs> and brain pills called brain force plus. Um, would you guys wear a bulletproof vest to the store and bag? I mean, if it complimented the old figure, uh, <laughs> if it matches, if it matched Mike's uh, fedora, this is sort of funny. Uh, many of the same alternative medicines that were sold on Infowars.com were also sold. The exact same alternative medicines. They were sold with very different branding through a company called Moon Juice that was that was often recommended on Gwyneth Gwyneth Paltrow's blog Goop. Whoa! Ah. So Goop and Infowars were selling a lot of the same stuff. Oh so he just gave God. it more like intense names. Like yeah, his was masculine. like Patriot Juice, yeah. and hers was like Pussy Juice. Of- <laughs> yeah. It's She's selling gonna... candles that like this candle smells like a vagina. He's like, this is a candle for guys. It smells like a dick. <laughs> 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 it's like GI Joe and Barbie of supplements. <laughs> That's so um, funny. Okay, so anyways, um, he's selling all these products, making yeah, big and, bucks. Oh yeah, from 2015 to 2018, the Infowars store made 165 million dollars in sales. Wow. Yeah, and by no 2017, way. it was reported that Alex Jones was spending nearly a quarter of his airtime selling these products, For many sure. of which were sold as solutions to the problems caused by the conspiracies conspiracy theories he was making up. So oh he's like, God. yeah, it's what, truly at this point like he's just selling goop products. He and like he's, he's selling like survivalist kits and stuff too, right? Like that kind I of think stuff. So. Like, That's cool. I know we need that, to survive, um, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but so like uh, he's making most of his money selling yeah. wellness stuff. It sounds like with the amount of money he's making, uh he's a guy who's probably never going to have to, you know, go bankrupt. <laughs> well, Mike, uh, I won't spoil it. Okay. Um but it's like you were saying, Chris, w- with your dad, like, how could you like, never mind how outlandish the suggestions he's making are. How could you trust this guy that he's like, there's a huge problem where there's whatever, there's fluoride in the water. And the best way to solve that are these pills, you know, yeah. um, you don't typically see that on the news. 
My dad was a very lost man. And that's why I feel like I understand who a lot of the conspiracy theorist believer people are. They're like lost, angry, isolated people, Mm -hmm. you know, and they find an answer that is not like this giant umbrella. Like it's not God. It's not, you know, the government. It's, It's this new secret guy that only I get to know about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it seems enticing in that way. Like you found a, a an original solution that's all to yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Alex um, Jones like uh, pandered to those types. Yeah. Uh, in 2020, Alex Jones was uh, issued a cease and desist from the attorney general in New York after he claimed the toothpaste he sold was an effective treatment for COVID. <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah. And uh, the Center for Environmental Health determined that two products sold by Alex Jones contained potentially dangerous levels of lead. <laughs> oh, so, lead came back. Okay. Yeah. So um, mm. this is that was not too long ago. I, maybe you're going to get to it, but I sort of don't. I, I think I have an inkling of his take on COVID and vaccines mm-hmm. uh, was. But uh, were you going to um, um, tell I don't us even about remember. Alex Jones and COVID? Stuff? I mean, honestly, I think I was like, it's so clear what his his opinion on it would be. I don't even like, know if he's I wrote an anti-vaxer it down. for sure, right? Yeah. Oh God, yes. God, yes. There's no way he he would, uh, you know, has his four or five what? shots. Um, yeah. I, I've, I know I've talked about vaccines being bad in the past, but these are actually really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first four didn't work great, but this fifth booster. Um. So eventually, around 2018, a lot of platforms were like, "We can't keep hosting this guy." Um, so in 2018, YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, and Apple removed InfoWars, and uh, Alex Jones was even removed from Pinterest and LinkedIn. No, um, which is really sad. Yeah. Um, so, and do I remember correctly? Did I know Trump was friendly with Alex Jones? Did Trump ever yes. appear on InfoWars, or did he just he call did. in? He did. He appeared on it. Yes. Um, I could say that now. I just have a little bit about it. But uh, yeah, he um, Trump appeared on Alex's show, and in 2015, Trump said to Alex Jones, "Your reputation is amazing." Um, <laughs> and Trump Trump tweeted out Infowars stories, and this was after Alex Jones had publicly like denied that the Sandy Hook shootings had ever happened. That Trump think, went yes, on his show. I think you're right. Yeah, right, right. I know okay. it's crazy. Uh, Alex Jones was at the January six rallies. Um, so he was like very into the whole January 6th thing. Uh, I think the relationship did get a bit complicated. Alex Jones didn't like that Trump bombed Syria. And um, I think it was <laughs> off mic. Alex Jones was recorded saying in 2021, I wish I never would have fucking met Trump. I'm so sick of fucking Donald Trump, man. <laughs> so I know. Damn. That's sad. It is. Yeah, I feel bad it that is. he had this falling out with his good friend. Two men with probably the worst farts in America. Imagine them together in the same room. Oh, God. That's a good point. Alex McDonald's versus two steaks a night. <laughs> yeah. Beep, beep. <laughs> beep, beep. 
So one thing I will say about Alex Jones is like, he does get in the action of stuff. You know what I mean? He's not just like saying stuff behind a mic. Like he will go and get involved. Um, in 1998, he was removed from a George W. Bush rally for demanding that the federal reserve be abolished. I don't know why. <laughs> um, and a journalist described the scene as saying that Jones launched in as though he was flung from another universe. And, uh, Alex Jones on a megaphone called uh, George W. Bush a Luciferian twit. That's like a something <laughs> Mike would say. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know he had it in him. Yeah, or, or like Stephen Fry. Yeah, twit. You yeah. Luciferian twit. It's not a real Texan uh, word. No, twit. no. Yeah. Um, did you guys uh, have you guys heard of the whole Alex Jones Bohemian Grove thing? No. Oh yeah, I don't yeah, know, Mike, because uh, Alex Jones made a documentary where he infiltrated Bohemian Grove uh, with John Ronson. Yeah, the writer who was kind of along for the ride, like writing his own thing. Um, but yeah, so the idea behind this is you can watch this this video on YouTube, by the way, which I did watch last night. Um, so every year in Northern California, there's this club called the Bohemian Club. And they like have a party with all this pageantry and symbolism and all these politicians and rich people are there. And uh, Jones is like, this was this event is a planning event for the new world order. Um, and he said that people go there, they engage in bizarre Luciferian Babylon ceremonies, and they worship a stone owl god named Moloch, and they conduct child sacrifice. Um, so there is a documentary where Alex it's it is sort of funny. He like breaks into this party and he's, he's acting like, you know, he's a SWAT guy or something or a 007. <laughs> and he, um, he gets in and he's films, uh, this ceremony and you can kind of see like all these people in robes holding torches. And there's this weird recording playing of a guy kind of doing like a new agey prayer. And you, you do see like this big owl statue. I mean, it is honestly weird, creepy footage, um, and, uh, Alex Jones said that this was like an ancient druidic ceremony. Um, but I, I looked up what John Ronson thought about it all. Cause he broke in with him and, uh, John Ronson wrote on Reddit. He said, quote, Alex is a very big exaggerator. And I think he does it very knowingly a showman knowing what his listeners want to hear. Alex massively exaggerated what we saw inside Bohemian Grove. It was way less satanic slash human sacrifice that he made out. I don't believe for us. This is funny. He goes, I don't believe for a second he overheard two old men say, let's get him elected. <laughs> a, little, a little on the nose. Yeah. Um, John Ronson says there was definitely not actual human sacrifice and and this is something conspiracy theorists don't get. The giant owl sculpture is not Moloch. Bohemian Grove is an owl sanctuary. The owls represent owls. This isn't to say I didn't find Bohemian Grove weird. There was a weirdness there. Everyone was taking the ritual seriously. Alex, the Grovers. It seemed like I was the only sane person in the entire Redwood Forest. That's not to say I didn't enjoy my time with Alex Jones. I really did. Aww. <laughs> That's yeah. good. Um, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, you want to, I, I bet when I tell you someone who was at that ceremony, 
uh, you will be surprised. I bet you won't be able to guess. Who? Uh, can I Mike, guess? give a guess? Chris Tucker. Close. Harry Shearer. Harry Shearer what? himself. Yes. Wow. He was there. Harry Shearer is close to being Chris Tucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder right. if Harry Shearer was doing like Mr. Burns to the, the leaders of the free world or. Uh... <laughs> that was part of the, the conditions of his invitation. They're like, you can come into our weird uh, mm. ceremony, but you have to do Mr. Burns and you have to do all your characters. Oh, okay. Smithers. Um, Woo. But <laughs> Harry Shearer said, quote, if they were really serious about the task of running the world in secret conspiracy, I don't think they'd be doing so much drag. Oh, that's a classic Shearer sort of <laughs> wit. <laughs> wit, right? Yeah. Um, I watched Alex Jones on Joe Rogan, and I thought this was kind of interesting <clears throat> because Joe Rogan kind of pressed him on like what – what do you really think is going on here? You know, because we know that Alex Jones thinks the, you know, whatever the globalists are trying to make this one world government, but like what's beyond that, you know? And, uh, it was really interesting watching Alex Jones on Joe Rogan because I honestly kind of liked him more than Joe Rogan or the other shitty guy that was there. And, uh, I don't know. He wasn't like when you see clips on Twitter and he's like freaking out, he wasn't really like that. He had more of a Chris Farley energy, I would say. Um, which is weird. Like he called it, like Joe Rogan made fun of him or something. And Alex Jones was like, he called, he called himself the R word. Um, (laughs) you can figure out which one, but, uh, anyway, so what Alex Jones thinks is really going on is that basically the elites, uh, through stopping their hearts for five minutes are (laughs) communicating with aliens but not like aliens, like in our universe, they're communicating with interdimensional aliens. And these aliens are called clockwork elves. <laughs> and I think they might be robots or something. Anyway, the elves want to reduce <laughs> so our population. There are aliens yeah. and robots at the same time? Well, yeah, I think maybe, yeah, I think maybe <laughs> the aliens made robots and we call them the clockwork elves and oh, they're well, the ones we communicate with. You should have explained that now. Sorry. It makes sense. You're yeah. right. Yeah, now it makes sense. Um, so the elves want us to reduce our population. And um, he said all the tech guys are involved in this in Silicon Valley, which probably is true. Um, he said that like the the elves want us to make human animal hi- animal hybrids. Yeah, the, el- the elves don't want us to um, expand our resources. Um, and this is why also we, we haven't gone to space because back to space really, because we're like, oh, space isn't where it's at. Other dimensions are where all the aliens are. And then, uh, Joe Rogan was like, I've seen an alien. I don't know if it was in my mind or real, but I saw an alien. And when I did DMT, um, so how about that? Right. That's so Um, crazy. Yeah. Anyway, also Joe Rogan told Alex Jones that he thinks he has spoken with an alien after he did DMT and they talked about maybe uh, maybe that's a way to go into other dimensions. I mean, who knows? <laughs> you guys have any interest in doing DMT and maybe talking to an alien or? Huh. If it was like a funny alien like the Great Gazoo or <laughs> Alf, yeah. yes. 
But yeah. if it's a scary one, like uh, in the alien movie, like a clockwork elf. Yeah, I do not want to deal with one of those when I'm like all <laughs> fucked up. Mm-hmm. I would like to take DMT and ask an alien. Yeah, like, how much do you know about the universe? Is there a wall that at the end of the universe, or like, I want to know how much mm-hmm. the alien knows about the stuff that we don't know about. You know, that's a good question. outer Chris, squeeze. You know, we know a guy who went to like Mexico and did ayahuasca or DMT or something, mm-hmm. but it didn't work. Didn't oh. work. No. Who? He didn't have a epiphany. Who was it? I feel like I shouldn't say it on the podcast, but I'll tell you after. Okay. You'll laugh when I say it didn't work. Um, no, no. Weird. Well, I hope uh, you get a refund from. I know. Yeah. Really. I mean, I guess you had a few days in Mexico. That's nice. Right. But apparently <laughs> is it ayahuasca or DMT? You drink it and then you barf. And then after you barf, you're like, whoa, my mind is blown. I think it's ayahuasca. ayahuasca. Okay. If I went all the way down to Mexico and I did ayahuasca and didn't experience my own death and gain new insights into my soul, (laughs) I'd be so fucking pissed. Yeah. What a ripoff. You know what? Yeah. You go to Mexico, you got to go to, you know, maybe stay in a resort in Cancun, check out uh, Oaxaca, and then experience your own death and and, uh, barf in uh, some kind of camp. Yeah. It's part of the fun. That sounds anyway, cool. So we're almost at the end of Alex Jones stuff. Um, he's said a bunch of like, there's a few other miscellaneous crazy things he said. Um, he said the NFL players kneeling during the anthem were kneeling to white genocide and violence against whites. <laughs> like you could almost find him funny sometimes, but then stuff like that. I'm like, Hmm. I mean, he does have like a big, he has a tendency to be quite racist, right? In like throughout his, career like he's I pretty anti-semitic more, and mm, like, i think i see more homophobic and really? uh uh probably coded anti-semitism i for mean sure using like the term globalist is like a well-known like uh dog whistle for anti-semitism right I think. it seems like i almost feel like there's there were conspiracies about the, the jewish people taking over the world and I, I wonder if all people who use globalist know uh, mean that, or if it's the same trope and they don't really necessarily there. That's not what they're necessarily saying, but I'm sure with, with him, I am sure it is. I think, yeah, I think I'm sure it definitely is. <laughs> I guess I'm really giving Alex like You're giving a him a doubt that he yeah. hasn't earned at all. I mean, he's a big, he was a big like uh pioneer of the George Soros is right. running the world thing, right? And that's that's yeah based in uh, it's very anti-Semitic. Yeah. Um he famously said the government uses chemicals in our water supply to turn people gay uh, so they don't have children because globalists want to encourage the breakdown of the family because the family is where we owe our allegiance. Right. And that's when he was like, they're turning the frogs gay. Um <laughs> What else? He said global warming is a hoax made up by the World Bank to make us pay a carbon tax. Right. <laughs> and, oh, no. um, oh, this is kind of cool. He said Obama had access to weather weapons capable of creating tornadoes. Oh, that'd be sweet. I mean, yeah, you don't th- want to go to a, an event, you create a tornado. <laughs> hey, Michelle, look out the window. 
and he just presses a button and a tornado happens. Isn't that cool? <laughs> oh, Barack. Is something cool, Michelle? <laughs> Barack, I love you. <laughs> well, it's like ripping up Washington, D.C. There oh, are Barack, like, I love you so much. <laughs> no other man can make a tornado like you. There are like, just there exists and it's well known like there are, there's technology that can make it rain by seeding clouds so I mean, it's, it doesn't seem like out of the question that there's a way to, I don't know, harness the elements and make. Well, now who likes Alex Jones? <laughs> Very interesting. I'm putting on my tinfoil hat and my nice tinfoil uh, pressed uh, button-down shirt, and uh... <laughs> <laughs> you're tucked in tinfoil shirt. <laughs> um. So before we wrap it up, like, uh, of course, there's like some really. Some things he's said that have led to horrible things happening. Consequences. Like, yes, consequences. Thank you. He was one of the first like guys who uh, suggested the Pizzagate theory was real, um, oh, which that's... kind of birthed the QAnon movement. And he did later say he doesn't believe in QAnon, but you know he gave. Um, you know, he ha- helped spread that whole idea. And, you know, like a month later, a guy walks into the pizzeria with a big machine gun. He just kind of shows you that mm-hmm. uh, people believe the stupid ass stuff, he says. Um, and then, of course, like the most egregious, most famous example of a horrible thing he said was that he suggested that nobody died at Sandy Hook. It was, mm-hmm. you know, he said they were all actors and. This was a nightmare for the victim's parents who were harassed um, and told it was all a government cover up. So and was the idea behind was his was the conspiracy theory that the school shooting was staged with actors for the reason of like what taking finding an excuse to take away guns? Is that like what the I get the, the idea sense is? that like, that is very much the recurring theme of why these things are staged. Right. So like there's a disaster. It's staged because then the government can say, because of stuff like this, we've got to take your guns and take away your rights. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Which they still don't do. Yeah. And no one has ever taken a single gun from anyone. And like, don't they have a track yeah. record of like the NRA going to give talks in those towns, like just after a tragedy mm-hmm. all the time to re- uh, enforce the idea of like guns being important for some weird ass reason yep yep so and you it's know it's funny bullshit that guy from the previous episode william cooper that alex jones was like idolized i guess or was influenced by yeah. the guy in the arizona bunker he was like <laughs> obsessed with his guns and he didn't pay taxes he's like i don't think i should pay taxes i don't think taxes are ethical and the government agents would come to his compound and he'd like pull out his guns and be like, get the fuck out of here. And the government was like, we don't want another Waco. So I guess we'll leave. But eventually he was killed in a gunfight with the government coming to be like, what the fuck? You, you know, what are you doing? You can't, you, you have to pay taxes and stuff. But anyway, it just seems like with these guys, it's such a preoccupation of like, yeah, the government's going to come and I don't know, give them a noogie. Yeah. Um, Weird. Anyway. Uh, but anyway, back to Sandy Hook. <clears throat> they uh, the the families of the victims sued his damn ass, and um, <laughs> bit of a bit of a big bill. Uh, Nine hundred and sixty five million dollars. Alex is supposed to pay mm. 
pay those people. Um, Alex filed for bi- bankruptcy, saying he has between one and ten million in assets, but his debts are a bit bigger. They're currently uh, between one and ten billion. Okay, so he's. Cool. I don't think he has a spending more than he's, he's bringing in. Yeah. yeah. You got to watch. Yeah. yeah. You're spending. I have a, I find it hard to believe he owes $10 billion. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. $10 billion. That's in like debts. the debt of, uh, <laughs> you know, a country almost. Um, and last little thing before we move away from Alex Jones. Um, he has three kids. Um, okay. He had a wife. They got divorced. Um, she wanted custody of the children and said, he's not a stable person. And Alex Jones's lawyer responded by saying that Alex is just playing a character. He's a performance artist. And in court, right, yeah. Alex Jones agreed with it, basically. But back on his show, Alex Jones denied playing a character and called his show, quote, the most bona fide, hardcore, real McCoy thing there is, and everybody knows it. <laughs> so, you know, he basically acknowledged in court, I mean, to his benefit, that it's a character and he doesn't necessarily, you know what I mean? He's playing it up. Yeah. He had to, of course. Cause it's like being yeah. a bad kid at the principal's office and then going back to class and being like, I told the principal to shut up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I don't know. I think it underscores too, that he's playing all this shit up to, to sell his brain pills. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Sucker. that that was a deep dive on Alex Jones. And I guess the Thanks, last James. thing is is like just to, to add to the the um, court settlement where he was ordered to pay like a billion dollars or whatever to the Sandy Hook families. Mm-hmm. Like his next move after that basically was having Kanye West and a neo-Nazi on InfoWars to get yes. like to be like the only thing people watched online for like 48 hours. I know. I, I, th- I sort of thought he wasn't still doing his show. Yeah. I mean, it it had been taken off like every platform, like you said. So I don't even know how people, I guess you have to watch it right through their website, but uh, yeah, I did look at his website last night just for research purposes. Right. (laughs) It was weird. It had a poll on his website and it was like, what did you think of the Kanye interview? (laughs) What did you think of it? (laughs) Average or not good? Oh my God. (laughs) I wonder I'll if give the it, results um, are up. Three out of five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm looking at infowars.com right now as the poll. Uh, and what's no, he going to do the new- with the with the results of the poll? <laughs> Is he going like- to I don't know. Well, he has a poll up right now. It says, "Would you like to see Yay back on Infowars? Right. Yay, nay, or can't say? What should I vote? Um, nay? I mean, yay? follow your heart. Yeah." I'm going to go can't say because I don't want to be controversial. Okay. Submit. Yeah. Okay. This is uh, for 6,700 votes. Right. The yeays are winning 45% to 38%. And I think he declared bankruptcy the day after that Infowars with Kanye West. So he's like, he's, he's making a lot of big moves right now. Nice. Always on he's, the go. He's going to have a heart attack soon, huh? Surely. Well, he's 48. He's getting up there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what a, um, what a life. A life well lived. Oh, what a life. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. What a life. What a man. 
Um, so Mike, could you do as a favor and, uh, summon a little, a little friend? Sure. I'm just going to email my friend, George Soros. Just give me a second here <laughs> and send three, okay. two, one. Oh, look who it is. Speak of the devil. It's the evil. Oh, and look at him. He's, um, he's got some, he's got a book from a man that written by a man from an Arizona bunker in his hand. Oh, William Cooper. Great mm-hmm. research, Evilometer. And he's wearing a, uh, 9-11 was a hoax t-shirt. Ah. Uh-huh. And he's very out of shape and has a red face. <laughs> oh, he looks cute. Yeah. Hi, Evilometer. Um, well, uh. You go. I think you should go first, Mike. Me for Alex Jones. I think it's pretty yeah. simple. I think he's a pretty bad, bad dangerous guy. Started mm. off being entertaining in when he first began, I guess. Uh, mm. But it's caused a lot of real damage to people's lives and uh, platforming. You know, just full blown uh, Nazis maybe isn't so good. I'll give him a, a nine point three. Wow, I'm coming in lower. I'll tell you right now. Okay. Uh, should I, Chris? Do you want to go next? No, you go. I'm interested. Ah, uh, yeah. this is tough. Okay. I mean, for me, I always think about. Well, he didn't. He didn't outright <laughs> kill anybody. He didn't make a genocide. He didn't. You know what I mean? He didn't do these things that, to me, are yeah. reserved for the top tier. The uh, Sandy Hook I thing is so despicable. Don't you yes, think he helped sa- create a climate where people did, like, um commit acts of violence though like the yeah uh yeah that's pizza a good place point or like all the yeah. unite the right stuff and the people shooting up places of worship and things like yeah like know. charles manson didn't kill anybody no yeah. that's a good point it is a good point i, I mean, think he, I, his pills are if, if he had toned it great. down, if he had toned it down like 50 percent, i would honestly not think he's really that bad but it's <laughs> it's like pretty bad it is pretty bad the sandy hook thing is truly unforgivable that's about five full notches on the evilometer alone <laughs> fuck i don't know i could i think i will give him a 7.9 okay whoa what do you think? That's too low? No, I think that's good. I'm like... I, I honestly uh, was tempted to give slightly lower, but I'm <laughs> afraid. I'm learning by your guys' example. Yeah. I'm going to go eight in between you two. <laughs> Safe pick. Because, yeah, I think, yeah, listening to you guys, I agree. It's like he didn't actually kill somebody, but the effect he's had on... Americans minds for generations and you know mm. and he's created this climate that's just like like he's had a big hand in it you know that's mm-hmm. just like caused so much like misguided anger and decay we don't like you Mr. Jones um reminds me of that counting crows song Mr. Jones absolutely oh you know what would have been a better joke if i said it reminds you of that counting crows song Long November <laughs> or whatever Mr. it is. Mr. Jones and me brew up conspiracy theories and we <laughs> yell at the beautiful women that turn the frogs gay. Here's a, here's a conspiracy theory. What? what why that hair <laughs> on the Counting Crows guy? <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Mr. Derwitz, so, yeah. please explain. Oh, that's oh, yeah, right, Adam Derwitz. Yeah. Married the lovely Courtney Cox. Did he really? Or he dated her. Oh. I think. Nice. She dated him and David Arquette. Much respect, Mr. Derwitz. <laughs> there was a part of me for some reason, I'm so out of it today, that my brain was like, isn't Courtney Cox David Arquette's sister? <laughs> they just seem that so, was, I don't know. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. They do seem related. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, guys... That looks like it was another great episode of... This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 